0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker podcast, podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Before we get rolling with today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, download, give it a five-star rating, and tell five Jayhawk friends about this podcast. I would appreciate that very much. Don't look now, Jayhawk fans, Jayhawk Nation. Your Jayhawks are on a three-game winning streak. That's right. Back atop the Big 12 standings. A Big 12 conference that has six teams ranked in the top 25. You love to see that. KU now ranks number five in the nation in the latest poll that just came out this past Tuesday. So it's it's really uh, a good time to be a Jayhawk fan. There was a little bit of a bump in the road there. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. We'll talk about uh, KU's little losing streak they went on. Now they're back on a three-game winning streak. We'll talk about that. Plus, their game coming up at home against Baylor on Saturday. College game day is going to be rolling into Lawrence, Kansas. Always love when that happens. So that's going to be something fun to talk about. And if you're going to be going out to Allen Fieldhouse, I would love to get some of those pictures and videos from live from the scene on college game day this Saturday if you guys are going to be out there. So send them to me at jhawkertalker on Twitter. Well, let's get back into uh, the Jayhawks, the basketball team that we've all been enjoying this year so far, the defending national champions. They had a dip there in January. There was a little bit of concern going around in Jayhawk Nation. Three straight losses. Now, it was to three straight ra- – or the street. three straight losses were to three ranked teams. They lost to Kansas State, TCU, and Baylor. Two of those three were on the road, so that's not – hugely concerning I guess but TCU at home that was the one that got some people concerned it was a blowout it was the first time that we'd see the Jayhawks be dominated in Allen Fieldhouse this season and so there was some concern there but then they bounced back big time went on the road got a big win at Kentucky in the Big 12 SEC challenge and then they came back home the very next week and it beat a top 10 Kansas State team, a Kansas State team that had just beat them in overtime just about a week and a half before that. So Kansas had that little dip in the road, the three-game losing streak, came back with three or with two straight wins against quality opponents. Then they had the loss at Iowa State, which wasn't a huge deal. Iowa State has a tough at-home atmosphere. They're a top 20 team, so no no big deal there. But going back and forth, you get back on track this past week. You you got Texas, who came in on Big Monday. They hosted Texas, who had a two-game lead in the Big 12 standings at that point when Texas came into KU to play them at Allen Fieldhouse. Kansas got out to a hot start in that game, and that is something that we have not seen from Kansas this year, really. There's been maybe two or three games where Kansas has played a full game of what I'd like to call Kansas basketball, which is good basketball from start to finish. This year's Kansas team is a little bit different. They start out slow, and then they slowly catch up as the game goes on, and usually they end up winning by the end of the game. They're a number 5 team in the nation. Usually they catch back up and win, but you don't like to see it when your team is down by 10 points in the first half, down by 15 points at halftime. They come back and win those games more often than not. But it's still frustrating to see if you're a Jayhawks fan. So to see Kansas go out there on Big Monday, primetime game on ESPN, and beat Texas 88-80 to in the fashion that they did, where they led the game from start to finish, something head coach Bill Self uh, said was huge for their confidence going forward. And I believe him because now they're on a 3 game winning streak. So you go from beating Texas 88 to 80 at home, you go on the road. You're playing a very tough but not great Oklahoma Sooners team. Oklahoma has been uh one of the worst teams in the Big 12, but that's when you, when I say one of the worst teams in the Big 12, that doesn't mean that they're not a good team because the Big 12 is one of the best conference is I'm going to say it, the best College basketball conference in America this year. So, saying that Oklahoma is not one of the best teams in America isn't really a slander against them. They've had some quality wins. Anytime you can get a win in the Big 12, that's a quality win. But not only that, when the Big 12 SEC Challenge happened, Oklahoma hosted number one Alabama and absolutely dominated. The Crimson Tide in that game. So, it's not like Oklahoma is a slouch team. They're just not one of the best teams in the Big 12. They're kind of bringing up the back of the pack there in the Big 12. So, Kansas goes to Oklahoma, goes to Norman, and finishes it start to finish in a dominating fashion. They win the game 78-55 this past Saturday. Jalen Wilson led the way with 18 points. DeWan Harris Continued his really good stretch of offensive basketball. DeWan Harris has been a guy throughout his KU career that's been the assist guy, been the defensive player of the year. He's he's uh, really an energy guy. He's getting a lot of steals. Uh, he's getting you some rebounds. He's a really solid point guard. Not the best scorer in the world, but over the past couple of weeks, he's shown that he can be that guy. If you need him to score points, Dewan Harris is showing up for you. And in that game against Oklahoma, they needed him. 16 points out of Dewan Harris. Kevin McCuller Jr. just keeps being that solid staple in the lineup. 13 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. He's that guy that just does about a little bit of everything. And then you've got KJ Adams, who was also in double digits, 10 points as well something interesting about the game against Oklahoma. Now it's a 78-55 win 4KU on the road. There is nothing to complain about there. But this was the first game of Grady Dick's career in at Kansas freshman phenom by the way where he didn't attempt one three-point shot. He's had plenty of games where he's shot up a bunch of threes, missed them, but More often than not, he's making threes. He's one of the best three-point shooters in college basketball this year. Not just in the Big 12, but in college basketball. So you want Grady Dick shooting those threes. Even if he's not hitting them all in that one specific game, you still want him to be launching up those threes because eventually he's going to connect. In that game against Oklahoma, he didn't get one three-point shot off. And that is a problem if you're Bill Self in Kansas. You need Grady Dick to be a part of the game plan. You need him to get involved. Now, I'm saying this as they did beat Oklahoma 78-55. So, I, I'm, not, I'm not just coming at this as a, KU needs Grady Dick to shoot threes all the time to win games. No, that's not what I'm saying. Obviously, they can win without Grady Dick shooting those three-pointers, but not having him shoot at all in that game, I found that a little bit concerning. And I, I just hope that As the season continues to go along, that that does not happen again. Because Grady Dick is a key player to this team. And if they want to beat some of the better teams in the Big 12, if they want to go on another run in March Madness, they're going to need Grady Dick to be in attack mode and to be hitting those three-pointers. So uh, even when Grady Dick is not shooting, he's still giving you energy on the defensive side of the ball, going after loose balls, getting those rebounds. So that was one of those nights for Dick. He had eight points and five rebounds, continuously showing that hustle that he loves to do. But I want to see Dick shooting more threes, which that gets me to my next point. Because Kansas' last game was on the road at Oklahoma State in Stillwater, Oklahoma, taking on the Oklahoma State Cowboys in what was expected to be a great game, by the way. Kansas hosted... Oklahoma State not too long ago in Lawrence and won by just a couple of points. So it was a close game in Lawrence, so everybody thought this was going to be a good one. And I was talking about how against Oklahoma, Grady Dick didn't get one three-point shot off. Against Oklahoma State, head coach Bill Self decided, you know what, we need to get Grady Dick the ball. We can't have another game where Grady Dick doesn't shoot the three. So what happens in this game? KU, Oklahoma State. It was a back and forth game in the first half. It really was. Neither team could really get an edge. The good thing was Kansas didn't get out to a, a, a big deficit in this one against Oklahoma State the first game at home. KU's down by 15 points at halftime. Not in this game. It was a back and forth battle team. Uh, neither team really taking advantage. And then right before halftime, here it came. Grady Dick hit a buzzer-beating three-pointer going into the half. That gave KU a two-point lead and the momentum going into the half. Grady Dick then hits three more three-pointers in the game. So he made four three-pointers total in that game to get a career-high 26 points. And yes, this game was on Valentine's Day. Uh, A lot of people were uh, making a big deal about it. Trying to show Grady Dick some love, especially because the Oklahoma State fans there in Stillwater were uh, giving Grady Dick an earful with some of those chants that those schools like to uh, shout over there. And uh, Bill Self said, you know what, he just lets it roll off uh, roll off his back. He doesn't even, uh, he, he's not even thinking about what those kids are saying at Oklahoma State. But here comes Grady Dick making four out of nine three-pointers in this game, a career-high 26 points for Grady Dick. And that was huge because when you look at the final score, Kansas winning 87-76, when you get a game like that from Dick, plus you have uh, K.J. Adams with 15 points, Jalen Wilson started slowly but finished with 14 points. Kevin McCullough Jr. added 15 points. Joseph Yesifu with eight points off the bench, hit a couple of big threes. But you get that special performance from Grady Dick. Dick was huge on Valentine's Day, and you love to see it. And one thing that is uh, concerning a little bit for KU, foul trouble and depth. That is one issue that continues to be brought up for these Kansas Jayhawks. It's something they need to be careful of going into uh, these next few games before the Big 12 tournament. And after this quick break, I do want to get into this next game, Kansas and Baylor College Game Day, coming to Lawrence, Kansas, and everything else. So right after this quick break, I'll be back to let you guys know more about what's coming up with this Baylor and Kansas game on College Game Day this Saturday. All right, so this Saturday, 3 o'clock, Baylor will visit Kansas in Allen Fieldhouse. This game will be on ESPN. Reese Davis, Jay Billis, and the rest of the team from college game day will be there at Allen Fieldhouse on Saturday to do the show live from Lawrence. So it's going to be a great time out there at the Fieldhouse. Get there early because I know it fills up quick. All of those students are going to be there. You know, if, if you're going to want to get there uh, some 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 of these students spend the night out there trying to get into the college game day. So uh, if you get out there, make sure you let me know. Tweet at me at JhawkerTalker on Twitter. I want to see your pictures and videos. I'll retweet them if you get them to me. So it's gonna be an incredible atmosphere out there between two top ten teams in the nation. KU coming in this game as number five and Baylor number nine. So KU, um, not too long ago. During that three-game losing streak in January, they lost to Baylor in Waco, 75-69, and that game was back on January 23rd. Both teams right now, 9-4, and four, and at the top of the conference standings, the winner of this game on Saturday, takes over first place in the Big 12. And that's huge because the Big 12 is the best basketball conference in the nation this year. It's It's been incredible what the Big 12 has done, 7 ranked teams and that that's just the the tip of the iceberg every team top to bottom plays hard plays well in this conference. And in this game against Baylor, they're going to need to have a similar game plan to what they had against Oklahoma State. They absolutely torched the number 2 defense in the Big 12 to the tune of 87 points. They need to feed Dick the ball just like we were talking about before that commercial break. They need to get him off the ball so that they can get open three pointers, get Dick in space so they can he can create with his uh ability to cut to the hoop and make plays. Dick is too important of a player not to get his. And Self has continuously said that Dick is the best pure freshman shooter he has ever coached. And it's it's self's job to get Dick involved in the game plan. So I don't want to hear excuses from Bill Self if Grady Dick's not shooting up uh, at least a couple threes every game. This last game, he had nine three-pointers, made four of them, had 26 points, which was a career high. They need to do more of that against Baylor. So get Grady Dick the ball. That's a big key in this game. Uh, Jalen Wilson's still one of the best players in the nation. He's going to get his, but you got to get Grady, Dick, the ball. And if Kansas can come out on top in this game, it will be their NCAA leading 13th quad one win this season. Their current record against quad one teams is 12-5. and Uh, That leads the nation. And the closest teams to Kansas in quad one wins are Baylor, who they're playing against on Saturday, Texas, who they just beat last week, and they have another game against coming up. And Purdue, a top five team in the nation. They all have nine quad one wins. And I'll just put this out there. Another Big 12 team, Iowa State, uh, is right up behind them with eight quad one wins. So like I've been saying the whole podcast, Big 12, excellent basketball conference. But Kansas stands at the top of it with a 12-5 and record against those quad one teams. And another win against another quad one team, a top ten team in the nation, would be absolutely huge. So if you don't know what a quad one win is, I probably should mention that because a couple of years ago uh, when they started talking about this stuff more on ESPN and everything like that, I really didn't understand what they were talking about with quad one win, quad two win, quad three win, quad four win, everything else. So a quad one win, essentially they break these down into quad one, two, three, and four teams. And the best teams in the country are labeled as a quad one team And then as the team gets worse and worse and worse, they get knocked down a quad. So teams are placed in these quads to help figure out quality wins and losses so the NCAA Tournament Committee can use this as a source for seeding in the tournament. Right now, as of this podcast, Kansas is projected to be a number 1 seed in the tournament, which makes a lot of sense given their quality wins on the season, 12 wins against Quad 1 teams, and a win against Baylor on Saturday – would continue to push them higher on the selection committee's list. Alabama, the number one team in the nation, just lost to Tennessee the other night. Purdue, uh, they're kind of an up-and-down team right now. They are still a top-five team, but Kansas has the ability to be not only just a one seed, but they could be one of those teams that's looked at as the top seed in the tournament. And that's coming off a national championship season in which they lost several key contributors to that team from last year. So this is this has been just an exciting season for Kansas. They spent quite a bit of time at number 1 at the beginning of the season. They had a little bit of struggle in January. Now they're coming back to the top. And a win on Saturday against Baylor would just be incredible. So let's hope we can see Dick get hot once again, push the Jayhawks to another quality win that we can celebrate once again together next week, on this podcast. That about does it for today's episode. Really quickly, wanted to give a shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs. I know a lot of you KU fans are Chiefs fans. Maybe you guys were out at the parade just a couple of days ago. Um, I know a lot of you guys were watching the Super Bowl and enjoying that Chiefs win, the 38 35 win over the Eagles. Two Super Bowls in four years is absolutely incredible. And I don't think Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are going anywhere anytime soon. So I am expecting more wins from the Kansas City Chiefs in the future. And while we're on a quick football rant, not a rant, but just while we're on football for a second, Kansas football continues to get love in the transfer portal. They were one of the top 25 teams in the transfer portal once again this offseason. You can get more info on some of these new players that KU got over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. Check out all the latest on KU and everything that's going on with the basketball team, football team, softball team, soccer team, baseball team, everything over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jhawkertalker. You can also get at me at Mark the Overseer as well. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.